Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording, the theme of the night was Arrival, and Susan Sussman shared a story about returning from Israel with a lot more than she expected. I went to Israel with a backpack and a suitcase. In, on September 8th, I arrived there, 1974. I came home five years later on September 8th, 1979, with four suitcases, a crate, and a kid. Let me explain. <laughs> It was the 70s. The world was crazy, really. I mean, all kinds of events, world events were happening. Uh, The Yom Kippur War in 73 in Israel. We were finally getting out of Vietnam. Nixon was impeached, okay? And the biggest event of all, I graduated college. (laughs) Right. I went for half the hours for the full credit because those were the days when everybody was protesting and we classes were canceled half the time. Okay. They were protesting against the war, against capitalism, the corporation, the pigs, everybody. Okay, so I graduated. It was a miracle. With the best degree ever, a degree in fine arts. Okay. So um, I moved to Manhattan. I, lived, I grew up in Queens and went to Queens College, City University. I moved into Manhattan. None of my friends were, were going, so I had a look up in the ads. We had no Craigslist or anything in those days. I had the newspaper. Um, I found uh, a share, a, uh, my own room in an apartment with two wacko chicks from Ohio who came to New York City for a very admirable reason to find Jewish doctors and get married. That was it. One already had her foot in the door. She was a dental assistant with a boob job and liposuction subscription. And the other one was a legal secretary who spent her nights in bed eating a gallon of ice cream, and then she would have grapefruit in the morning so that that would burn off all the calories from the ice cream the night before. Okay. So you could see I was living the high life. And I had a great job. I was a waitress at the steak loft near the United Nations, and I served diplomats lunch every day, and they were lousy tippers. They didn't know how to tip. They were from Europe. So um, all that being said, I got a phone call from my BFF, uh, Heather. We'd been friends since we were 11. She had this great idea. Susan, let's go to Israel. You know, let's, I'll make a video. You write the script. You know, and why you think in Israel? Because we were Jewish kids from New York City, and our parents were always saying, "You got to go to Israel. You got to see what it's like." It was right after the Yom Kippur War, so I said, "Well, maybe that's a good idea." Talked to my parents. They said, "Okay." My dad bought me a ticket. Heather was doing getting ready. Also, I uh, gave a couple weeks' notice at my fabulous waitress job. And I asked the diplomats, I said, I'm going to Israel, you have any advice? You know what they all said? They all said, yeah, duck. (laughs) That was their advice. I subletted my apartment, my share of the apartment, and just after I did all of that, I get a phone call from my BFF, who has decided to back out of the trip. 
And um, why? Because she got some crazy job with some rock group as a PR person, some low-life rock group with a lead singer named Springsteen. This was in 74, okay? Yeah. So, um, I, so my dad said, look, go. Two months you're going. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. So I got on the plane. I had two addresses with me. Um, my dad's secretary's brother's research colleague lived in northern Israel and his wife. And then these two people were supposed to meet me at the airport. My mother's best friend, Tootsie Kritz's second husband, sister and brother-in-law named Zippy and Izzy. And they, and they gave me a picture of them, and Zip, Zippy had a blonde beehive in 1974. They were Romanian immigrants. They spoke six languages, so English wouldn't be a problem. So I'm on the plane, and we land in Israel um, on El Al uh, two hours late, uh, and I figured out it's an acronym for every landing always late. They stop us on the runway. We get out on the runway, and there's a group of Israeli soldiers waiting for us with Uzis, okay, on their shoulders, which are machine guns. And we get bused to the terminal. So I get my stuff, and I'm looking around the terminal. There's no Zippy or Izzy anywhere. I'm alone. Uh, I go up to information, ask the lady to look up their phone number for me. She goes, do they have a phone? I said, what do you mean do they have a phone? It's 1974. Well, not everyone in Israel had a landline. Today, they walk around. These people have three and four cell phones. But back then, they didn't have a phone. So uh, I get in a cab, and the driver takes me to their apartment in Tel Aviv. He's driving on the left side of the road. And I said to him, sir, I thought the British left in 48. What the hell's going on? He's speeding a hundred miles an hour passing some other car. I grew up in New York City. I didn't know from stuff like that. So I got to their apartment, walked up four flights of st uh, steps, and um, they opened the door, and there she was, zippy with the blonde beehive. I arrived, and she's got three dirty kids hanging on her. And guess what? Out of all those six languages, not a word of English. So they brought me in, et cetera, et cetera. I spent exactly maybe 12 hours there. The husband, Izzy, couldn't wait to get rid of me because we couldn't communicate. Takes me to a uh, kibbutz office. So I figured, okay, I'm going to sign up for two months of volunteering on a kibbutz. So they have this offer that I couldn't turn down, a five-month ulpan, which means stu uh, study or classroom, speak, learning how to speak Hebrew and volunteering. So now I spoke Hebrew, but I only spoke biblical prayers. You know, I couldn't walk around Israel getting along with that, right? So I went, got in this kibbutz in northern Israel, met people that spoke English, made a lot of friends. Now a third of the kibbutz was made up of Eastern European who escaped the Holocaust. I mean, there were actually people there. They all had the tattoos on their wrists, which was really an eye-opener for me. Um, a third of the people were from South America, so I ended up speaking Spanish before I spoke Hebrew. And the other third were, were Israeli. So 
There's all kinds of things that went on in this time, but I can't get into details. All I can tell you is I learned how to uh, work in the citrus groves, pick avocados, bananas. Um, I learned how to work in the laundry room, in the laundry. Lots of women work there sewing. and I ironed jeans. I mean, if you ever need your jeans ironed, come to me. That's all I did for weeks. Um, and uh, what else? I worked in the, in the kitchen and cooked for 350 people. So it was, it was quite the experience. And then I met a guy from outside the kibbutz, and um, he a soldier, and he lived in Haifa. So uh, my parents would call me occasionally, come home, come home. You know, they were telling me, go, go. So here I hit, you know, the six-month mark and then the year mark, and um, I had nothing to go home to. Look, I didn't have to pay rent. You know, food was free. They gave me a stipend and wore clothes. Who needed New York City, right? So I go to Haifa. I moved out. And uh, I go to Haifa because the guy lived near, near Haifa. And I met a whole group of uh, American girls living in Haifa. So I, I got an apartment with one of them. $66 a month with the view of the Mediterranean, mind you. I mean, you know, incredible stuff. And so I made all these really good friends. I got a job at the Jerusalem Post, which is the English-speaking newspaper. And I'm still friend with the lady that was my manager there today. She moved uh, back also to Jersey. And um, I uh, put classified ads in the paper. So I broke up with the boyfriend. It was a couple years that we were together. And uh, when I, one day, this guy came into the office and he needed to put an ad in to sell cars. He, he would buy used Mercedes-Benz in Germany. He was Israeli. Bring them back to Israel, because in Israel, the taxis were Mercedes-Benz. So he made a living that way. And uh, he kept coming and putting in more uh, classified ads. And eventually, we started dating. Very nice guy. He was so refreshing. He spoke English perfectly. He had a lot of energy. He was good-looking. So we dated for a while. And uh, then in 1978, um, I wanted to come home and visit. He came with me. Uh, I figured, great, he can meet my family. We had talked about getting married. And, um, and then uh, so we went to New York. We went to California. And my family hated him. They said he was an idiot. I couldn't see it but maybe later. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, let me step back a little bit. While I was living in my apartment in, in, in Haifa, my girlfriend Nina was from Queens also. And we were sitting and we were having Turkish coffee one day, because that's what you did. And uh, we heard some music on the radio from the Cypress station, which was in English. And it was Herman's Hermits. And it reminded me of a friend of mine from high school, Duck. So I said to her, gee, that song reminds me of a friend, Duck. And she says to me, I know a duck. I said, you're kidding. I didn't know her because she went to a different high school. We knew the same guy. Her brother played ball with him. His name, which will sound familiar to you, was Donald Sussman. Okay. So... Back to the Israeli boyfriend. Okay, so we come back from the States, and it's June of 1978. I find out I'm pregnant. And um, he, we were talking about getting married and all this stuff, and all of a sudden things changed. You know, he steps back a little bit. He's got to go to Germany, get another car. 
And it was okay for a while. And then, four months in, he uh, comes back from Germany, and he brings a friend. She is a resident doctor in Germany. And I said, who's she? He said, ah, she's just a friend. Well, it turns out she was not just a friend. She was more than a friend. So he had the friend and the pregnant girlfriend, and, you know, I started living a nightmare. So I said, get rid of her. He goes, no, no, we're in love. I said, I thought we were in love. Okay. Five months into my pregnancy, I said, look, this is supposed to be a really happy time in my life. Fuck off. Get out of my life. I had the support of my friends in Israel. I had the support of my family back home. So I thought, I'm going to go ahead with this. This is my first child. And um, so eventually I had my son, January 1979. And um, I went to the Interior uh, Ministry of Interior. That's where you register your, your children and get the birth certificate. So um, I didn't have Sammy with me, the father, and I gave my son my last name, which at the time was Barry. So uh, the guy says to me, well, where's... I wrote in in the space where the father is. I wrote Sammy Hockman. He goes, well, where's the father? I said, he's not here. Why does your kid have your last name? It's a long story. So the guy, without me knowing, did me a favor. He didn't put the father's name down on this birth certificate went to the U.S. Embassy to get it translated into English because I was planning on coming home. And um, so, I, on, uh, so I didn't do that. I didn't have his name on there. It turns out I made a very smart decision because if he had been on the birth certificate, I would not have been able to get out of Israel with my son and his, without his permission. So um, I got on the plane. I got to... Uh, Ben-Gurion Airport in September 7th, uh, five years later, uh, with uh, four suitcases, a crate, and a kid. Um, got, arrived in J- at JFK Airport, and uh, a different person, an adult, not a kid anymore. Um, and there were my parents uh, waiting for me with open arms. Uh, they wanted to see their first grandchild. And that's my story. Thank you. That was Susan Sussman sharing her story on arriving. Do you think you have a story to share on our stage? Visit tellmemorealive.org. That's tellmemorealive.org, where you'll find a list of upcoming shows, submission and contact forms, and more Storyteller podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.